Shalom to all. Today's daf is getting daf zayin, and we are starting the tenth line with the words Shalach Lei. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miram Sarah, Basar Yaakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yontif, and Rabbi Asher Anshul, his Neshama should have an aliyah. Now, in the previous Amud, we had mentioned how Rabbi Yasser wrote a pasuk without sirtut, which is a special line that's supposed to be etched in the paper or parchment. And Rabbi Yitzchak had said that if someone's writing a pasuk, it has to be done with sirtut. So we're gonna have a few stories about sirtut. Shalach Lei Mar Ukvel Rabbi Lazar, Mar Ukvel sent a message to Rabbi Lazar, Bnei Adam Ha'im there's people that are standing against me. They're pestering me and harassing me. I can hand them over to the king, to the government. I can get them in trouble and then they're going to stop. Mahu, what's the halacha? Am I allowed to do that? So Sirtet, he etched a line on a piece of paper. Vakasav Lane wrote the following pasuk to him. Amarti, I said, I'm going to guard my ways from sinning with my tongue. I'm going to guard my mouth with a muzzle. Even when there's Russia in front of me. Now, what does that mean? Even though there's a Russia opposite me, meaning he's standing over me and he's harassing me. I'm going to guard my mouth with the muzzle. I'm not going to say anything, meaning you shouldn't say anything to the government. So Shalachle, Marukva sent back to Rabbi Lazar, they're mamish harassing me and causing me real hardship. And I can't stand it. I'm not able to handle it anymore. So Shalachle sent him back another pasuk. Doim la Hashem Hashem means wait silently for Hashem and long for him. But the word Vizchayolai over here is understood slightly differently. Wait silently for Hashem and he's going to make them fall in piles of corpse. Says, meaning don't say anything. What should you do? Come early to the base magic and leave late in front of them. And they're going to end on their own, meaning they're going to get punished without you having to do anything. And the matter just left Rebelazar, meaning this is all he wrote. And they took Geneva, who's the person harassing Marukva, and they led him away in chains. And another story. They sent Marukva the following message. How do we know that singing is Asr nowadays? So Sirtet, he etched the line on a piece of paper. Because of Lu, he wrote the following for them, the Pasuk says, Al tismach Yisrael el gil ba'amim, don't rejoice Yisrael, enjoy like the nations. And the nations, they rejoice, it's with song. So you shouldn't do that. Ask the Gemara, why didn't he send them the following Pasuk? And singing, don't drink wine. Old wine will be bitter to those who drink it. And so we see over here that when there's a party, when there's a Meshteh, one shouldn't be singing. And the Gemara says, no, if it was from that Pasuk, Havamina, one would have thought, that's talking about music coming from Kalim, meaning music coming from instruments. Avol de Puma one might have thought that singing from the mouth is okay. Kamashmal, that's why he sent him this first pasuk of Al Tesmach Yisrael Gilbo Amim, and that tells us that even singing is Asr. And I'm really Funabar Nasan Ravashi, Funabar Nasan told Ravashi, And these are three cities of Eretz Yisrael. I'm really, he told him, The pasuk is just listing towns in Eretz Yisrael. I'm really, he told him, You don't think that I know that these are cities in Eretz Yisrael? It must be that there's a deeper explanation to this. El Ravgvia Mergiza Omar Bataima, Ravgvia from Mergiza. He said an explanation of this pasuk that anyone that has kin towards his friend, but he's quiet, meaning he's upset at his friend because his friend is harassing him, but he's quiet and doesn't say anything. The one who's referring to Hashem, he's going to do a din for this person. So now going back to this pasuk, we can understand the pasuk is kina ada. The word we understand it is kina. If this person has kina, he has anger towards his friend because he's pestering him. Vidimaina, which is a lashon of daim to be quiet, but he's quiet. Ada, that means is going to defend him. So Amalei, he told him, El Me'ata, if that's really so, Tziklag, Umadmana, Vasansana, Hachinami, these are three other cities in Eretz Yisrael. Are you going to explain the Pasuk like that as well? Amalei, he told him, yes. If Ragviya from Be'er Giza was here, Hava Amar Bataima, he would give a similar reason to it. Now the Gemara does bring an explanation of the Pasuk. Rav Acham Bechuzah Amar Bahachi, he explained the following on this Pasuk, Anyone that has a cry of Lagima on his friend, his friend's doing something that's making him lose money from his business, but he's quiet, 
it, Shaykhin Besneh Aisalaydin, the one who dwells in the Sneh, again referring to Hashem, he's going to bring about din for him, and that's understanding the Pasuk. Tziklag is Lashon of Tzakas Legima, Umadmana means he's quiet, Besansana, so Hashem, who's Shaykhin Besneh, he's going to help out this fellow. And I'm really Rish Kalusa of Huna, the Rish Kalusa told Rav Huna, Kalila Manal unto Asr, how do we know that nowadays it's Asr to make a Kalila? A Kalila is a special wreath, it's like a fancy crown of sorts that Hassanim used to wear. How do we know that it's Asr to make it? Amalei, he told him, it's only an Asr Drabanon. Dinan, we have a Mishnah. We just had this Mishnah at the end of Mishnah Chasaita, but Pulmas Shalas Basianus, during Vespasian's campaign against Yerushalayim, there were guys on these wreaths that Hassanim used to wear, and on this musical instrument called Eros. Now, in the meantime, Rav Huna got up to relieve himself. So once Rav Huna left the room, Amalei Rav Chizr, Rav Chizr told him, Kroksev, it's written in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, So it says, Remove the turban and take off the crown. Zeis loy zeis, the not literal translation of these words is, this will not remain like this. Those that are low were raised up, and those that were high were lowered. And the explanation of the Pasuk says as follows, What does the mitznefes have to do with an atara? A mitznefes literally is a turban, but we know that mitznefes is what the kind wore, and an atara is a crown. So what does kahuna and malchas have to do with each other in this Pasuk? The Pasuk is telling you, when the mitznefes is being worn by the kind gadol, meaning we have the base of mikdash, atar brush kol adam, so everyone's allowed to wear this atara, meaning chasanam are allowed to wear this atara. But nistalka mitznefes, brush kain gadol, when there's no more mitznefes on the head of the kain gadol because the base of mikdash was destroyed, nistalka atar brush kol adam, so now no chasanim are allowed to wear this atara. In the meantime, Asr of Hunar came back, Ashachinu dahavi yasfi, he saw that they were sitting and discussing this pasuk, Amr Luhi told them, Hoyalikim, this is Lashon of Shvua, Midra Banon, the Isr is only Midra Banon, and the pasuk is not a raya that it's an Isr Daraisa. Elo Chizda Shimcha, Chizda is your name, Vechazdain Milach, and your words are kindness. Meaning, this is a wonderful pshat, but the Isr isn't because of the Pasuk, it's only Midra Banon, it's because it's the Karnas Chachamim. And we continue, Ravina Ashchil the Marbar of Ashi, the Havagadol Khalilul Barte, Ravina found the Marbar of Ashi was weaving or making this crown, this wreath, for his daughter, who was a Kala. Amrullah, he told him, You don't hold it this Pasuk that we just had, that it's Asr for people to wear these wreaths by their Chasana. So Amrullah, don't you the Kain Gadol? The whole Isr is only in comparison to the Kain Gadol. The Gavri, talk about a man. The Kain Gadol is a man, so men are not allowed to wear this Klila. There's no Isr for a woman to wear it. Now the Gemara just goes back to this Pasuk and asks, My Zeis Loi Zeis. What's the understanding of these three words? And literally, these words mean this, not this. So what's the Pasuk trying to tell us? Sometimes he would say this in the name of Ami, sometimes he would say this in the name of Asi, that Bishash Amar Kosh Baruch Yisrael, when Hashem told Am Yisrael, Hasar Mitznefes Vahar Ma'atara, remove the turban and take off the crown, Amr Malchai Hashar Safnei Kosh Baruch the Malachim said to Hashem, Rebana Shalaylam, Zois Lahen Yisrael, is this a punishment being given to Yisrael? Shekdimul Fanecha Besinai Nasa Lanishma, that at Har Sinai, they were mocked him and they said Nasa before Nishma, that's the type of punishment you're going to give them? Amr Lahen, so Hashem told them, Loi Zois Lahen Yisrael, should I not give such a punishment to Am Yisrael? Why so? Because they lowered that which was high and they raised up that which is low. Then Midu tell him Behechol and they put an Avaydazara in the Hechol that was in the days of Menasha HaMelech, and so they do deserve this punishment. And that's understanding of Zeis, Loizais. The Malachim were saying, Zeis, is this a fitting punishment? And Hashem responded with, Loizais, is it not a fitting punishment? And the Gemara continues, Darshan Bavir, Revir, Darshan, Zimn Armalemish Medrav Ami, Zimn Armalemish Medrav Asi. Sometimes he said the name of Ami, sometimes the name of Asi. Maitach Sev, what's Prat on the Pasuk? Kaimar Hashem, so says Hashem, Im Shlemim, Vechain Rabim, even though they are united and many, Vechain Nagaizu, 
even so they will be cut off and pass. What's Pshat in the Pasuk? If you see that a person has very limited food, he has precisely the amount of food that he needs. He should still try to take tzedakah from his limited provisions. And for sure, if he has a lot of provisions, he has a lot of food or a lot of money. And that's understanding. If he has the perfect amount, he should try to give tzedakah. And for sure, if he has a lot, he should give tzedakah. So we ask, What's the understanding of the next part of the Pasuk? Anyone that shaves off or shears off some of his property, some of his possessions, and he gives them to tzedakah, needs some medina shal gehenim, he's going to be saved from gehenim. Mashal shtei rechelais. This is a mashal to two sheep. Shahayu ivers mamayim. They're trying to cross through the water. Achas gezuzah v'achas ain't a gezuzah. One of them is shorn and one of them isn't. So one of them has tons of wool on it. Gezuzah avra v'she ain't a gezuzah loyavra. The one that's shorn will be able to pass through because it doesn't have any wool to get all wet and soggy and hold it down. But the other one is full of wool, so it won't be able to cross. So too, when a person goes through life trying to hold on to their possessions, they don't gain anything. But if they give some of their possessions away to tzedakah, that's going to save them from Gehenim. We continue dashing the Pasuk, Zayin HaMabez on top. The Pasuk says, Even though I've afflicted you, Aramar Zutra, he explains what does this mean. Even an Ani who gets money from tzedakah, he should do his best to give a little bit of tzedakah. And the Pasuk ends off saying, I'm not going to afflict you anymore. This is telling us that Hashem is not going to show this person poverty anymore. If he makes sure to give tzedakah to the best of his ability, eventually Hashem is going to take him out of this difficult situation of his. We continue explaining the Mishnah, and this was the Mishnah describing the borders of Eretz Yisrael. And we had said that from Akai towards the north is considered Chutz Aret. Ask the Gemara, remember the Akai that's funny to Eretz Yisrael, Kaima? Does that really mean to say that Akai is the most northern part of Eretz Yisrael? Vermin will ask you a stero. The Brasset tells us, if a person was going from Akai to Kziv, and Kziv was more north of Akai, on the right hand side of this person, towards the east of the path, that's Tomei, Mishum Ereto Amim, because of Tomas Ereto Amim, we know that all Chutz has a specific din of Toma, and this is considered and anything growing on that side, anything coming from that side is pata from Meiser, and from Shmita laws, and until you know for sure that it would be Chayev. On this fellow's left, all the way towards the west of the path, it's tar because of Eretz Amim, because consider Eretz Yisrael, and it's Chayev in Meiser and Shviyas, until you know that it's Pater. Now, up until where is this din? Up until Kziv. Whereas Rabbi Shmuel Barbiesi, Rabbi Shmuel Barbiesi says the name of his father, Alavalbai until Balbai. Now, what do we see from here? That Kziv is more north of Akai, and all the way up until Kziv is considered Eretz Yisrael, and that Akai is not the northernmost part of Eretz Yisrael. So, Rabbi, he answers with Suanafka. A strip of land goes from Akai to Kziv, and that strip of land is considered like Eretz Yisrael. So, even though Akai isn't the northernmost part of Eretz Yisrael, this strip of land is, Akai would be considered the northernmost mainland part of Eretz Yisrael, because the part that's north of Akai that's Eretz Yisrael is just a small strip. Ask more of Yoav Tana Simonahachi, would the Tana give such a simon like this? If we're talking about just a little strip of land, while the Tana gives such simonim, such signs, to show where exactly this strip of land is, it's too small to be significant. So Gemara says, in, yes, a Tana would do that, because Kronami Yav Simona, we find that even in a Pasuk, there's such a simon. Because it says in the Pasuk Vayem, when they said, Hine chag Hashem yom yomima, behold, there's a Chag for Hashem in Shiloh every single year. And where is this? Hashem, it's final base Kel, it's north of base Kel, Mizrcha Hashem Eshlem Silo Ha'oylem Beis Kel Shechema, Uminegev Levaina, east of the road that goes up from base Kel to Shechem, and south of Levaina. And Vamar Papa, Papa said, explaining this Pasuk, Lemizrach Hashel Masila, that means Shila was to the east of the road in between Beis El and Shechem. So we see that even the Pasuk is extremely descriptive like this, so it makes sense that a Tana will be as well. And the Gemara continues, Tana Chada, we have one Brayasa that tells us, Hamevi Get Besfina, someone who brings a boat on a ship, Kamevi Beretz Yisrael, it's like he's bringing it in Eretz Yisrael, and Befayin Nechafayin Echtam does not need to be said. But Tani Idach, whereas another Brayasa says, Kamevi Bechotzal Arts, it's like he's bringing a Chotzal Arts. Now, right now, we're assuming we're talking about a get being written on a boat that's on a river in Eretz Yisrael. So it seems to be 
have a sirah between these brises. Now, Ravim, Ravim answers like Kasher is no sirah. Harabi Huda Rabbanon. One brise is Rabbi Huda, the other brise is the Rabbanon. The proper Gersi is Ditanya because we have in Brisa, Hafar Chotzla Aretz, Hababas Fino Laaretz. Earth coming from Chotzla Aretz that was brought on a boat to Eretz Yisrael, and something grew in that Chutz La'aretz Dika dirt on the boat, which is in Eretz Yisrael. Chayv in Maestro B'Shviyas, it's Chayv in Maestro B'Shviyas, because it's like it grew in Eretz Yisrael. Amr of Yehuda, or Rabbi Yehuda said, Amasai, when is that? Bismashas Fino Gesheshes. That's only when the ship is sunken into the ground, meaning the water beneath the boat is very low, and the bottom of the boat is actually touching the ground of Eretz Yisrael, so we could say that the nutrients that help this plant grow on the boat were coming from the ground of Eretz Yisrael, because they went from the ground, into the boat, into the dirt, into the plant. But if the boat is not resting on the ground in Eretz Yisrael, Potter is going to be Potter. So that would be the understanding of these brises as well. So the first brise that tells us that a get written on a boat, on a river in Eretz Yisrael, does not need to have Fanyachfa being said, that's like the Rabbanon, that all rivers are considered like part of Eretz Yisrael, even though the boat's not resting on the floor. Or the second brise that tells us like it's written outside Eretz Yisrael is like Rabbi Yehuda, the rivers in Eretz Yisrael are not necessarily considered part of Eretz Yisrael, unless, of course, the boat is touching the bottom. Now, the Gemara says, Abayah HaMabayah says, Havahar Rabbi Yehudahi, both prices could be Rabbi Yehuda. V'leikash, there's no steer in between the prices. Kambas mancha enas finagashashas, kambas mancha finagashashas. The second price is talking about where the bottom of the boat is not touching the floor, so it's considered like it's being written in Chutzlaret, whereas the first price was talking about where the boat was touching the floor, so it's considered like it's written in Eretz Yisrael. Now, we continue with this. Our observer that's elevated above the ground, it's placed on Yisaitis, it's placed on pegs. We want to know what the status of something growing in that flower pot is. Do we say that it's like growing in Eretz Yisrael, that it's getting its nutrients from the ground, and therefore would be Chayv and Maestro and Shviyas? Or do we say that it's not like it's growing in Eretz Yisrael because it's elevated above the ground? That seemingly would be the same Achleik as Rabbi Yehud and the Rabbanon. Why is that? Because we see from what the Rabbanon hold in regards to the boat. Even though it's not resting on the riverbed, the nutrients go through the water into the plant growing on the boat, and it's considered to have grown in Eretz Yisrael. So we would say the same thing with the flower pot. Even though this flower pot's resting on pegs, elevating it from the ground, it still receives its nutrients from the ground. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda would argue that unless the flower pot is physically resting on the ground, it can't be considered to be getting nutrients from the ground. And we see this from the fact that Rabbi Yehuda holds that the boat needs to be resting on the riverbed. But now Marav, Rabbi says, Dilmalahi, maybe that's not so. Maybe we can't compare the two cases. Maybe Rabbi Yehuda only says it over there, El Basfino, when we're talking about a boat, that's going to run away. What does that mean the boat's running away? It means that it's constantly moving through the water. So you can't consider it to be resting on the ground of Eretz Yisrael if it's constantly moving. But a flower pot, which is not running away, it's not moving anywhere, it's stationary, perhaps Rabbi Yehuda would not disagree, and he would say that even though it's elevated above the ground, it's still considered like it's getting its nutrients from the ground. Or in Ami, alternatively, we could say that that the Rabban only say their opinion over there, El Basfino, when we're dealing with the boat, because in the case of the boat, there's no air in between the ground and the boat. Because water is considered like liquid earth, if you will. And therefore, even though the boat's not resting on the ground and there's water in between the boat and the ground, the nutrients still go through the ground into the boat. But when we're dealing with a flower pot that's elevated above the ground, so there's air in between the bottom of the flower pot and the ground, perhaps they would not say that it's considered like it's on the ground. So we're not able to say that this din of Atzitz Nakov is going to be the same Achleikas of Rabbi Hudan the Rabbanon in regards to the boat. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about this boat case. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.